you know, we are uh, just going through different essential parts of uh, Christian maturity. You know, we move on. The Lord is continually uh, taking us to different levels. And so uh, we've been looking at a lot of different things. Last week, we looked at anger and how so many people just have the habit of getting mad about stuff. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, today, I want us to look at how we ought to be handling conflict because we have a world that's just filled with conflict right now. And it, let's just face it. Many times that's just an outcropping of what's coming uh, from their homes. Because so many people are just taught to be contentious. And uh, to be in these days to be self-centered and just uh, uh, wanting to have their own way. And uh, the Lord wants us to handle things differently than many times we have been taught. And so as, a, as Christians, we are always, as creatures of habit, putting off old ways that we were taught by the world and putting on new ways. Uh, and we call this sanctification. And our scripture theme comes from uh, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, uh, beginning with the 14th verse, pursue peace with all men and the sanctification, that's the holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and many by it be defiled. And then it goes on and talks about Esau. And we've talked about how Esau sold his birthright for a mess of pottage. He sold his birthright for a meal. He thought it was more important to satisfy his hunger at the moment than to uh, be the father of the nation uh, of, of Israel. And so the parallel there is that if we don't watch it, we can sell our eternal life for an immediate uh, uh, just desire or thing that we think we need and not be trusting in faith God to meet all of our needs. And so today, as I said, I want to talk about uh, uh, conflict and I sort of kind of hone in on, on families today, on husbands and wives, and you can extrapolate some things to apply in other situations as well from this. But I want to talk to you basically about fighting fair, because, uh, you know, uh, many of you, let me just ask you, how many of y'all have uh, ever fought about something with somebody over something that was really, whenever you look back on it, it was silly and insignificant. Let's see your hands. Let's see your hands. Okay, that's all righty. All righty. Now then, now then, did anybody get in a fight on the way to church? Let's see your hands. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just this last week, 
Sharon and I uh, got into a, an argument and into a fight. And uh, all was, and I went back in the bedroom. And then Sharon just came crawling to me <laughs> on, her, on her hands and knees. Just came crawling to me after the fight. And, uh, and, and she said, get out from under that bed, you coward. Fight like a man. Now, here's the reality. Sharon told me to tell you that's a joke, by the way. The reality is that all couples will fight. And we're going to fight because we're sinners. We're humans. And uh, our sinfulness leads us to do sinful things, to have sinful attitudes. And uh, God also has made us unique. And we're going to have differences. And it's out of those unique differences, out of our uniqueness many times, that our conflicts come forth. And uh, we're not going to all see things the same way. We don't all have the same background. We don't all have the same tastes. We don't all have the same uh, preferences. Uh, and uh, the Lord puts us together for a reason, to help each other through life. But a lot of us bring our presuppositions into our relationship, and we wind up spending a whole lot of time trying to make the other person fit the mold that we think they ought to fill instead of setting up the roles and all that should be taking place in this unique new family that's been created when two people are brought together by the Lord. And so, uh, and just think a lot of times the antagonism and the conflict comes about because of things that whenever you first met, you found attractive. And now then, all of a sudden, those things that used to endear you to this person have become an irritation. And this shouldn't, as it says in Scripture, brothers and sisters, it should not be so. And so all couples are going to fight. But here's what we need to understand. Healthy couples fight fair. Unhealthy couples fight dirty. They hit below the belt. They take jabs at each other, undercuts and accusations. And as we go through this, if you don't take anything else away from this today, I hope you'll take these two things that I've learned in my life. First of all, whenever you're find, you find yourself in a conflict, when you find yourself in an argument, remember the objective is to resolve the conflict, not to win the fight. Now, I was brought up that uh, whenever you get in a fight, you fight to win. Be it an argument or whatever, you fight to win. But this is just it. Whenever the Lord brings you together, He wants to bring you together as a team. And here's the second thing that I hope you'll take away from this. Whenever one of you wins in a fight, 
you both lose. If one of you wins, you both lose. I want to repeat these. The objective, whenever you find yourself in conflict, the objective is to resolve the conflict, not to win the fight. The second is, if one of you wins, you both lose. Now, what does that mean, you both lose? Whenever one of you loses, that person walks away being hurt, being belittled, being put down in some way. And something has been taken away from a relationship that should be filled with love and trust. Because how can you trust someone who's willing to hurt you to get their point across or to get their way? And so the objective is to resolve the conflict, not to win the fight. This hit me back when I was an insurance adjuster. And that was my job was helping get settlements out of claims. Uh, Whenever uh, uh, something happened, it would be my job to make sure that people got to the point point where they could reach an amicable solution or uh, agreement uh, as to how much money the claim was worth or whatever. But negotiating is what I did all the time with all sorts of people. I was always negotiating with insureds, with claimants, with all the way up and down. That was my life. I was a professional negotiator. And, uh, and so just the whole concept of reaching a mutually acceptable agreement was what it was all about. And then I would come home and this went out the window. I did, I did, it just didn't apply at home. And uh, I'm so glad that Sharon bore with me through that phase in my life, which is the way I'd lived up till then. And after I became a Christian, it dawned on me, the Lord just kind of pulled back the curtain and said, hey, what you have here is a conflict. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to win a fight. What we have to do is resolve the conflict together. And you get on the same side of the table then and you start working on resolving the conflict. And uh, that takes you out of the realm of combat and into the realm of uh, trying to understand each other. Now, this is just it. Healthy couples fight for resolution. Unhealthy couples fight for victory. And as I said, if you win, you both lose. You have lost something of your relationship when that happens. In fact, there's a fascinating study, and you can read about it. It's by a guy named Dr. John Gottman. And uh, he's a marriage specialist, and he studied couples who fight for 16 years. I'm so glad I didn't make my living like that. Man. He watched them and he studied uh, how they fight. And uh, now he can watch a couple for just five minutes and he can determine with 91% accuracy whether this couple will make it or if they will divorce. Because he says it's all about how you fight. It's not if you fight, but it's how you fight. And as Christian couples were to seek God 
and fight in the right way. And uh, our verse today, the part I want to really focus on is found in James the 119 and 20. It says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, uh, and slow to become angry. And listen to this, for a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Do you see how this ties in with uh, 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 seeking the sanctification that God wants from us? It's a part of spiritual growth. And this may be the first time any of you have heard anything like this before. And I hope that and I pray that the Holy Spirit will take this and use it to bring growth and closeness to God and closeness to uh, other people uh, this morning from that. I want you to watch uh, as we look at James 1.19 and break it down. Uh, one verse inspired by God through his Holy Spirit can bring healing and teach us not to fight dirty, but instead to fight fair. Now I want to give you, and you've got a handout there that has these on it so that you'll have a reminder yeah, here it is right here. And uh, first of all, uh, I want to give you three rules for a fair fight. First of all, you need to stop. We're in a fight. Things are escalating. You need to stop and just listen carefully because so often we don't. James 1.19 is very clear. Uh, everyone should be quick to what? Yes. Quick to listen. And uh, what are we often so quick to do? We're often quick to speak, aren't we? <laughs> quick to speak. We, we're quick to argue back. We're quick to want to make our point. We're quick to uh, throw a, a low blow in. Uh, we're quick to speak and uh, we need to be instead quick to listen. We should be quick to listen. And again, don't let the power of simplicity pass you by when it comes to this. When you start to fight, we stop and we really need to focus and really, really hear what the other person is saying. And here's what the scripture says. If we don't do it, it's found in Proverbs 18.2. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. That's a lot of people. Now, next time you hear some don't disgrace, say, you fool, you know, don't do that, okay? <laughs> okay, but now you'll understand where they're coming from. A fool is like, hey, I don't really care about what you're saying, but I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. And uh, that's what we often do in fights, isn't it? And I want you, I don't really care. That's the message that's coming across, isn't it? I don't really care. Two people who committed to caring for each other for the rest of their lives, whenever they start fighting, what they're really saying is, I don't care. We're not trying to understand the other person. We just want to be heard and we just want to make our point. We just want to win. And scripture says that we're foolish when we do that. We're not fighting fair. 
So here are a couple of things that I, I learned uh, from counseling with couples, and it was very helpful. It's very simple. First, take turns. If you find yourself getting into a conflict over something, and you just sit down and you take turns and listen to understand what the other person is saying. Some people, when they're first starting out in this, they have to just say, okay, let's go through this and just sit down. And you need to, whenever you do that, you just draw straws, however, see who goes first. And then one person listens while the other person presents their side of the argument or the story or what it is that they're concerned about. Maybe it's whether you're going to get a pickup truck or a sedan. And uh, one of you uh, uh, wants a pickup, one of you wants a sedan. And uh, so you draw straws and the pickup person goes first. We need to be able to haul stuff around. We need to be able to do this. We need to be able to do that. And uh, the other person listens. And then you re- then before you start, when it's your turn, so you need to set a time sometimes on this, like, five minutes or two minutes or whatever statement within the other person in their own words states back to them. So you think, and, and so you want us to get a pickup truck because you want us to be able to haul stuff around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is why I want a sedan. And then you give your side. And so you take turns of the other person. Says, so you want a sedan so that we can, uh, uh, anyway, you said I won't go into all that. Anyway, so uh, anyway, there are di- different stories, different things. You know, uh, maybe the reason why the person wants the sedan is because they just they have their heart set on this red sports car. You know, and uh, anyway, so the, and there may be some side issues that come up. Once that comes out, there may be side issues like cost and things. You know, and, but anyway. So anyway, that's that's just kind of you, you go back and forth and you understand why the people are where they are. And then from there, you say, OK, you want to pick up. I want a sedan. Maybe we ought to get an SUV. No, 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 no. It's not tall enough. So then you you talk about that and then you work it out until you reach an amicable situation or situ- solution, an amicable solution. And so, uh, but you just, you talk it out, you listen to each other and you can find yourself becoming more a team. But the, try to understand, don't just try to win the fight. So uh, the second thing scripture teaches us, guard your words faithfully. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. I love what Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three says about this. Watch your mouth. Keep your mouth shut. That's good advice a lot of time. You know it. When you're in a fight, do this. And I'm telling you, force yourself. When you're about to say something, Ask yourself two questions. Ask yourself, first of all, should it be said? Remember, the Lord's watching. And should it be said now? And I'm just going to leave that at that. Let's move on to the next one because I know we're 
Oh my gosh, we need to stop right. I was good. <laughs> Too much time already. Okay. But uh, the next thing, I'll just give you these things quickly. Uh, rules. Never call names. Never raise your voice. Never get historical. Bringing back up stuff. Uh, uh, never say never or always whenever you're talking to each other. And uh, my lens. Uh, anyway, so I'm just going to leave it at that because we need to get over there and eat. So, uh, but let me just tell you this in summing all of this up. The Lord entrusted you to be a helpmeet to each other, to help each other in life and becoming enemies because you have different opinions and different wants and desires is not the way to come at it. Instead, you need to remember who the enemy is. The thief comes to kill and steal and to destroy. And he wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy any relationship that you have. He wants to take away. And instead, why don't you see that? Then you can join together and not get pulled into the trap. He loves to bring division. Division in homes, division in nations, whatever level. He loves bringing division. Whatever we should be, helping each other through this tough, tough world. And so I want to encourage you to uh, next time you're having a fight or you find yourself going into one, remember, if one of you wins, you both lose. And you remind yourselves you both care about each other. And are the tactics that you're trying to use going to build that care for one another and reinforce it with each other? Or is it going to drive a wedge between you? If you'll handle things the way the Lord wants them handled, we talked about anger last week. We talked about reconciliation the week before. So I don't need to go through a lot of this stuff with you. But let's just bow our heads for a moment of prayer now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give hope and that you would give healing and you would bring restoration and you would bring forgiveness to uh, families that need it today. In Jesus' name, amen.